Tanetti to Beck. Now out the center. It's Chase Lefebvre. Off the stick of Stillman into the London end. 6.43 remaining in the third period. Knights one. Pete's nothing. What a good hockey game here this third period. So intense. You can just feel it. Look at the Knights off a stick. Goes to Julian. Rips it wide. Off the aboard. He scores! Jacob Julian! And the London Knights have gone up 2 to nothing. The insurance marker from Jacob Julian at 13-31 to the third period. And game one of the OHL Finals goes to London. 3-0 the score after the buzzer. Kagamar, Jim Van Horn, and Mike Stubbs. Could we have asked for a more complete performance from the London Knights there? I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, uh, goalie's part of your team. Certainly this goalie. Uh, did his job that we, uh, we've we talked about. But as far as committing to the team concept and the the total team cause, like everybody all in, this was OHL championship final stuff. And you and could really feel it too with the feeling each other out, the defensive st- you know standoff back and forth. It wasn't until the second period when Easton Cowan broke the game open with the uh, opening goal to make it one nothing, And then uh, a beautiful... Pass by Oliver Bonk to spring Jacob Julian in, who first missed the net, but he notices the goaltender Simpson a little too far out, comes off the backboards, and he's able to backhand it in for the insurance marker. But a big who penalty. Was it into the empty net? I've... Ryan Winterton, baby. <laughs> His 12th goal of these OHL playoffs. Yeah. It's remarkable. After blocking a Brennan Othman shot with his with his right hand, just pick, picking it out of the air. How about that? And it wasn't a lob shot. It was a shot, but... And, and he scored in seven straight games now. Well, and the game's tied. It's scoreless. It can go either way. And it was Winterton, a dog on the back check, the back pressure that turned a puck over in the high slot up to Barky. Barky made a beautiful move on the D and took the D with him deep, and Cowan found some room in the slot. Barky finds him with a pass. They Really, as it turns out, the game winner, uh, huge goal, and Julian, I mean Julian's goal, like, like you said, uh, Kyle, the entire team buying in. I think uh, I lost count of Landon Sims' uh, hits on that one shift at five. I think he had at least five, and just that's the kind of effort the Knights got tonight. And this uh, was a team that just played like a team that uh, is totally committed to unity and one thing, one goal. There was a UFC fighter. George St. Pierre, and what he used to do was whoever he fought, he would notice what his opponent did best, then train, and then beat his opponent at their own game. And it felt like tonight, the London Knights just played this defensive, shut down, really well, well orchestrated defensive plan, and stymied a Peterborough team that is known for collapsing and getting great defense and goaltending. And it's like London did what Peterborough does best, and they did it to them tonight. I don't remember an odd man rush. I don't think a uh, few shots got through. Bowen was there. Um, the odd, you know, an early giveaway, soft in the middle, but the, the Knights survived that. That was it. That was like in the first minute. But after that, no giveaways high in the slot. Uh, never. Uh, guys guys always back. It was just, yeah, it was it was textbook. It was the way the coaches love to see it. I, I The video sessions will be, uh, very, the guys will be pumped up watching the video on this. And the adjustment, again, to the Peterborough forecheck to keep, London Knights defenseman 
from being in positions where Peterborough could finish checks. The Knights did a really good job. Sometimes there were three plays behind the goal line. There were three passes in order to open somebody up to move it. You reverse it once, you reverse it again. But it took away what Peterborough was doing because if you allowed the Peets to continue to smash London Knights defenders as they had been doing in the first period, that would have taken a toll not just in this game, certainly in this series. A little adjustment to how the London Knights were handling dump-ins by the Peets because the Peets love to dump the puck in. There aren't many players on their team. Owen Beck will do it. Brennan Oppmann sometimes, Chase Stillman sometimes, but a lot of their plays come from dump and chase, and they want to get in, and they want to pressure you, and they want to finish those checks. They're very good at it. And that was an adjustment that the London Knights made that allowed their transition game. How good was it all night, but certainly in periods two and three? Yeah, and Kyle, talk about that. As a big part of that was Bowen, stopping the puck, and he's just come on so much as a puck handler, but ringing it around the boards, ringing it around the glass, getting it to that winger who just has to chip, chip it into the neutral zone, and, and we'll worry about the puck then. How difficult is, is it to orchestrate that rhythm that you have to find between the wingers, the defensemen, and the goalie playing that puck? Well, what's nice about it is the fact that Brett Brochu was so active at playing the puck that once Zach Bowen came in, it was, it's second nature to the wingers because they automatically go to their spots and they practice this. It's not just Brett Brochu that practices. It was Zach Bowen that practiced as well. So when that change happened, the wingers already knew what to do. And maybe he doesn't go out of the net as often as Brett Brochu, but when he does, it's another element of taking pressure and, and physicality and forechecking off of your defenders. They take a little less punishment gives them a little bit more life and it gives them easy access out of the zone psychologically what what would you say about this young goaltender bowen just his mental uh training the mental strength to be able to pull this off as a as a as a guy who's kind of knows what it's like in there and knows how how not easy it is there's really not much to say Uh, it's it's remarkable because it's not only in a high-pressure situation. You come into a series where your goaltender in front of you, Brochu, is playing lights-out hockey. All of a sudden, he goes down, and you're just expected to come in and finish the job. And that's, that's a large task for anybody, let alone a rookie, let alone an organization as big and as prominent as the London Knights. You go into Sarnia for two games. You give up 11 goals total in those two games. And what does he do? His next three starts, two goals against. <laughs> it's it, mentally, it is. I I can't fathom it. I never had that mental capacity as, as Zach Bowen does. You know, you think you do, and you know, there's moments where you give up one, and then maybe you leak a little bit. But just it just seems with him. I, I talked to him after the game, and it's he's a man of very few words. He's to himself. <laughs> he's focused. He is determined, and he doesn't get distracted by anything. And he won. He cracked an ever-so-subtle smile when the whole crowd here was chanting his name after he was named the first star. That's it, though. And it takes a tremendous amount of discipline and mental focus that sometimes you can train as much as you can. Some guys just have it, and Zach Bowen has it. And goalies are, with apology, a little different sometimes. Oh, no, we're weird. <laughs> we're weird. <laughs> Any t- anybody who sort of wants to make a career out of having a puck uh, shot at, at you. Uh, but talking, not talking, interacting with teammates, he seems like 
he's in his zone, and he has been in this zone, this bubble for the last few days. And it's the complete opposite of Brett Brochu, where he's very active, he's vocal, he's a leader on this team. And Zach Bowen, you know, coming into the season as you know a 17-year-old kid, he's just, I'm going to stand back, I'm going to do my thing, I'm going to make sure I don't let my teammates down, and that's that's his mentality. It's every goalie's different, obviously, and every person is different in some way, but you just you don't want to get too involved in everything else going on especially as a goaltender you just want to focus on your job and your job is to keep the puck out of the net and stay focused and give your team a chance to win and he has done more than that since coming in for relief what can you say well uh, perfectly put well done and uh the confidence that he has just sent through the roster is uh is another thing because you're playing for Yes, you're playing for yourself, but you're you're the last that last line, right? And the teammates building confidence in you is so important. And that started with the team. It started with Dale and, and Mark Hunter going out and, and saying to, to all the players that we, we fully believe in Zach Bowen. And they weren't making it up, too. We talked about this on the night shift as well. It's There was no BS behind what they were saying everything that was coming out of their mouths was 100% truthful and we have seen it seen it now form into reality and why they believe in him so much they've watched them all year they selected him as to be part of this organization to essentially take the reins over after Brett Brochu leaves the organization and they're saying all right it's just a little bit earlier this time and all he's done is come in and done a fantastic job you just keep battling We'll take care of the rest. That's what Mark uh, Dale, yeah. Dale Hunter said. He said yeah. he's a battler. He keeps battling, and that's what they love. It's one of the best compliments, Mike, that you said Dale Hunter can give you as a goaltender, as a player. He battles, and he battles over and over again, and that's all you can ask from him. Well, Knights uh, get a 3 nothing win in game one, and I was so thrilled uh, with that Isaiah George got recognized for those uh, plays that he made all night long. Turn and go. Beautiful skating stride, win a race to the puck, either skate it out, reverse it out, pass it out, carry it out. You know, it. it he was just uh, recognized, and, and I, I think deservedly so. I thought he was just tremendous tonight, as all the D were. I caught myself laughing a few times when George had two guys on him and he would fake like he'd go one way, then he'd fake the other way, and both guys backed off out of respect for his speed and his ability to skate the puck out and even those slight hesitations just gave him even more room to then make the right play at getting the puck out and essentially avoiding all danger. Because you can make a forced pass in those situations, turn the puck over, and now here comes Peterborough with that counterattack they're so well known for. And when they hang on to the puck a little bit longer, when you've got wheels, like a, there's not a lot of players that can pull that off, though. But he knows that he's got the legs and the ability to do that, and it gave him a little bit more time and space. He used it to his full advantage, and he was stellar tonight. What a development uh, this this Isaiah George has made in minor midget U sixteen. Uh, he was he was uh, uh, carry the puck. He was an offensive dynamo, and uh, you know a credit to him. He is smart. He's changed his game. His game has evolved, and uh, he's used that great skating to in a totally different way, uh, in a way that is going to secure. A professional future because it's the skills that he's showing now that are so valued 
uh, at the higher levels. And a fourth-round pick of the New York Islanders. They, they have to be thrilled uh-huh. with the potential value that they may have there. Obviously, it's a big step up from this to professionals, yep. but you're seeing him do this at the very high-end level of junior hockey, and you've got to be thrilled for that organization having a very mobile, puck-moving defenseman that has now essentially grown his game into not just being an offensive first guy. He's so good defensively and skating. It's so smooth. And, you know, the Knights are thrilled to have him, that's for sure. And I'm sure the Islanders are pretty excited as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fun stuff here at Budweiser Gardens. Game one of the OHL Finals goes to the London Knights by a score of 3 nothing. Game two is set and ready to go for Saturday. We'll come back with the Hungriest Night three-star selection here on After the Buzzer. This is Holly Gully London Knights Hockey presented by Peter Nation Associates Heating and Air Conditioning on the home of the Knights, 980 CFPL. London Knights take a 1-0 series lead in the OHL final with a 3-0 victory over the Peterborough Peets as we head to the Coulter's Pharmacy and Home Healthcare three-star selection. And for today, it was Isaiah George, as we mentioned, with an assist tonight, his phenomenal defensive and two-way play as the third star. Easton Cowan, the uh, game's, well, game-winning goal in the second period off a beautiful feed from Denver Barkey and a great play by Winterton in the neutral zone and Zach Bowen who collects his first career OHL playoff shutout with a 24-save effort. He has given up two goals in his last three games, one of them a closeout game against the Sarnia Sting last series. He earns today's first start. Well, and deservedly so. Uh, You know, you can't argue with those. Uh, As the hungriest night, uh, fourth member of our panel here, the captain, Captain Stinkpants, goes with uh, Agazazov. I'm going to go with... uh, away from the stars and go with Denver Barkey who made a play that was that skill play when everybody's tying everybody up the guy who made the play after Winterton made the defensive play the guy who made the offensive play into the zone took the defense deep into the coverage and that gave Cowan some space in the slot and then he found him in the slot that play set this place on fire Denver Barkey is my hungriest night with that Offensive play to set up Cowan's goal. And that hungriest night presented by 1160 Bar and Grill. For the best steaks, ribs, and more, 1160 Bar and Grill is more than just a number. 1160 Wellington Road South. Also want to give a shout-out to Captain Stinkpants. He's celebrating his birthday today. So happy happy birthday birthday to uh, Captain Stinkpants. He has been with us all season long, submitting hungriest night tweeting us saying that the first period couldn't have asked for a better start for the London Knights and uh, thank you for being with us all season long and thank you for being with us on this playoff run happy birthday to you nice Mike over to you I'd like to go with a line on this can I do that absolutely because when you look at the focus that is put on either the line of Diaco and McGurn and McHugh or on the Twinterton line with Ryan Winterton, Denver Barkey, and Easton Cowan. They get a lot of focus, and that meant that that was going to open up opportunity. And, Jim, you highlighted this during the game. The line of Ryan Humphrey, Brody Crane, and Ruslan Gazazov was incredibly noticeable tonight, and they did a great job keeping the puck 200 feet from their net and even created a goal. Ryan Humphrey was his usual self, always moving his feet. Brody Crane nearly surprised Michael Simpson early in the game with a shot. There was trickery, there was effort, and they were really good tonight. Absolutely and critical to the team's success through the playoffs where 
you get a little bit worn down. The top players played a lot, and I thought that happened against Sarnia by the end of it, and those guys make the difference when they can create a goal like Julian. That was uh, a critical goal, not only get goals and points, but like you said, Mike, own the zone. Give you good shifts, good positive shifts where uh, maybe you don't score, but you're taking some energy away from the other team. Good choice. You know, they don't keep a stat for hits when you go to the game logs, but you could probably guess Landon Sim had 22 hits tonight. (laughs) And that's exactly what you're talking about. The bottom of the lineup, guys that are making life miserable on your opponent, and you need players like Max McHugh, like Ryan Humphrey, and like Landon Sim. Landon Sim has been incredible and really done a great job so far throughout the entire playoffs and tonight. Let me ask producer John. John, do you have that clip of Landon Sim going into this game? We'll play that in just a minute. But Landon Sim with the idea that he was going to play in the OHL Championship Series. John, if you can load that up, let us know because you have to hear what Landon Sim said even before this game and the idea and the attitude that he was bringing into game number one. So that's coming up. But, yeah, Landon Sim moving his feet. I mean, you forget that once the OHL championship arrives, you know, you think back when the playoffs begin, in the very first playoff game, if you're here to watch it, you can almost remember every single second, everything that happens. By the time the OHL championship arrives – it's just this blur. There are all everything is happening all at once, and legs are moving, and bodies are flying, and guys are blocking shots, and they're doing whatever it takes because they are that close to a championship. Here is Landon Sim, even before Game One. It's kind of surreal right now. Like I'm just so excited to step on the ice for warm up and be like, yeah, playing in the OHL final. So, yeah, I'm gonna try to leave the series with no regrets and. Hopefully be a champion by the end of it. Yep, hopefully be a champion by the end of it. And they took the right step tonight with a game one win. He is my hungriest knights. The physicality, the, the legs, he is an embodiment of what I feel Dale Hunter wants in a London Knights. And I, I think he exemplified that tonight. Well, and you talked about having to kind of deliver to uh, the Peets the kind of game the Peets want to play to you. If you don't have Landon Sim kind of doing that you are missing you know the peats will wear you down and uh let they are big and physical not out of this series by any means but it was landon sim who responded in that physical way tonight to the way the way the peats want to and that's exactly it i think with peterborough as they wear their opponents down they took out ottawa they took out north bay to also big physical teams and you know I think London got a taste of that when Kitchener swept Windsor and Kitchener was going to come in and try and beat up on London and London said no 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 we've got players that could do that as well and I think that even showed tonight Sim, Humphrey, McHugh uh, May you was sitting guys down coming in and trying to forecheck on him it's just it's not it, the Knights have Finals, this pushback baby. that you know Peterborough is going to make adjustments too like yeah. the Knights did tonight and we will see what happens in game two this uh, Pete's team is used to the wars of the playoffs. Don't you don't think any Knights fan thinking that the Pete's are game sevens uh, with this team? I mean, uh, the the way they came back, you know, won a game, won a game six, packed for the, packed the bus, <laughs> and so that everybody could see the faith they had in themselves for game six in Peterborough. We're going to North Bay for game seven, and our bus is packed and. All we have to do is win uh, this game, and they did it. And um, so I got all kinds of respect for the way that 
uh, Rob Wilson has coached this team, the way that Mike Oak uh, has built this team. They are by by no means going to be easy to take, uh, you know, four different times. But uh, you got one. That's uh, the best you can say. It's as good a start as you can get. We'll go uh, around some other scorers in the National Hockey League and whatnot coming up here after the break. This is Holly Gully London Knights Hockey presented by Peter Inch and Associates. Heating and air conditioning on the home of the Knights, 980 CFPL. The London Knights, and of course, the only game in the Ontario Hockey League, come out with a 3 to nothing victory here against the Peter Ropeats in Game 1 of the OHL Final, where we go to uh, OHL tonight, presented by Tim Hortons, your local London Tim Hortons, and because this is the only one, we'll go to the National Hockey League. It is the New Jersey Devils and Carolina Hurricanes tied at two, as they are four minutes into overtime right now. Carolina's Brent Burns scored with about 40 seconds left to tie the game. Another Carolina goal would allow them to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals as New Jersey is right now clinging on for life. And the Dallas Stars just opened the uh, scoring in Dallas. Wyatt Johnson from Jamie Benn, and they have a one nothing lead right now over the Seattle Kraken. The Maple Leafs and Panthers go Game 5 tomorrow in Toronto, and Vegas returns home to take on the Oilers. That series nodded at two apiece. This is a one nothing series. Game 2 is going to be Saturday night, and as of right now, I believe all tickets are sold out for that wow. game. They are fired up for game two. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's fun on a Saturday night. We're normally used to the Friday night shenanigans, yep. but we get a Saturday night game here. Oh, it'll be a great atmosphere, and the fans did their part tonight. Well done, fans, uh, chanting Zach Bowen's name while uh, getting a, a little bit of a smile. Reports Kyle uh, Grabart. <laughs> he was there, right there. But uh, uh, they recognize uh, and appreciate the way this team is pulled together for themselves, for the fans of this city, and uh, it's uh, going to be a great scene on Saturday. Game two this Saturday, 7 p.m. Games three and four are Monday, Wednesday in Peterborough, and a game five, if necessary, will be the following Friday, May the 19th at 7 p.m. as well. That is it for After the Buzzer. Get home safely, and as always, thank you for listening along. This is Holly Gully London Knights Hockey, presented by Peter and Chin Associates, heating and air conditioning on the home of the Knights, 980 CFPL.